Hello everyone, this is Jonathan Little. I'm here today with the 179th episode of Weekly Poker Hand. Today we have another hand from the $10,000 World Series of Poker six-handed event that I've been going over for the last few weeks. Here, we have a fun one against the World Series of Poker champion, champion Martin Jakobsen. Very, very good player, very strong player. I would say, um, as opposed to some of the other more just generally loose, aggressive players, he is much more solid, tight, very strong game theory optimal player, which doesn't mean he doesn't bluff or anything like that, but it means that he just starts with a very strong range of hands such that he has pretty good hands a lot of the time. And um, that's actually just good poker against good opponents. So keeping that in mind, we're playing 400-800 with a 100 ante. He raises from first position six-handed, which is the low jack seat, out of his 80,000 stack to 1,800. So 2.3 big blinds. Folds it on to me with ace-queen offsuit on the button. And I can go either way here. I can call her three bet. I think both plays are fine. Uh, typically, you are not going to want to flat in position with very many offsuit hands. Even against, you know, the fact that we're in position does not let us flat with jack-10 offsuit or ace-9 offsuit or any hands like that. And against good players, quite often you're going to be better three betting the vast majority of your playable hands when you're playing 100 big blinds deep. So with... A lot of my hands here I'm going to be three betting, but with some of the best suited connectors, like king-queen suited, queen-jack suited, jack-10 suited, and then some of the pairs, like nines, eights, seven, sixes, tens, hands like that, I'm just going to flat, and I'm going to play in position, but um, usually ace-queen offsuit falls into that range as well. It's a hand that is very good against just the preflop raising range, but if you three bet and get called, or if you three bet and get four bet, you're certainly not happy, and when we're talking about 100 big blinds deep in a tournament, I don't really want to three bet it and then fold because Martin's good enough to take a hand like ace five suited and four bet it. So that'd be a pretty big disaster if his four betting range is something like aces, kings, queens, and then ace, king, and then ace five, ace four, ace three, ace two, all suited, right? So to avoid that situation, I'm just going to call. So I do call small blind folds and big blind folds. So we're going to see a flop heads up. Keeping in mind, Martin probably has a pretty strong range. Flop comes ace-king-jack. Oh, boy. So in terms of flops where you flop top pair and you're still pretty unhappy, I mean, this is basically it. I have top pair, top kicker in theory because there's a king and a jack, a king on the board. I also have a gut shot straight draw. But if you think about Martin's range, it's going to be aces, kings, queens, jacks, tens, ace-king, ace-queen, ace-jack, king-queen, Notice all these hands with queens I, I block, right? I guess I block the hands with an ace, too. Um, and then a bunch of stuff that doesn't connect well with this board at all. So with the stuff that doesn't connect well with this board at all, he's probably just going to either check fold or bet one time and then fold. So I'm not going to win much money against that. If he has a hand like king-queen or queen-jack or jack-10 or pocket-10s or pocket-queens, he's just not going to put much money in the pot either. So the only time he's really putting a lot of money in the pot is when he has ace-king or ace-jack or a set, right? And against that range, I'm in pretty bad shape. So... Even though my hand looks quite strong, I, I have to proceed with a bit of caution. And if he goes bet, bet, bet on all three streets, I should probably just fold by the river. So he does bet 2,000 into 5,700 on the flop. There's no merit in raising here, especially against someone who's good. Um, some people like to raise here to get quote-unquote information. But against very, very good players, the information you get is either going to be inaccurate or it just doesn't matter because your opponent's playing such a strong, well developed range. 
Um, so we're just going to call and see what develops. Our hand's certainly going to have to call getting great pot odds. Notice we had to put 2,000 there into a pot that would be 10,000. So do we have 20% equity in this pot or will we realize 20% equity in this pot? Of course it will. So we're going to call. Turns a three, putting up a backdoor flush draw. And now he checks. All right, so when he checks, I'm starting to like my hand way more than I was uh, previously on the flop. Like if he bet 7,000 on the turn, oh my gosh, what a miserable spot that would be, right? You'll see that from a lot of the kids today, by the way. You'll see them bet 7,000 on the turn and then 50,000 on the river for an overbet. And you're like, ugh, what do we do with ourselves? But here he checks. So when he checks, that's great. Now I just have to decide, can I get value? Well, we can certainly get value from ace-10, and we can get value from king-queen, and we can get value from queen-jack and jack-10. So if we're going to bet, I definitely think we need to bet small. And you have to be careful that your small betting range does not end up being all good but marginal made hands because then your observant opponents can just check raise you a lot and force you to fold a lot right because if i do bet the turn here let's say i was to bet three thousand and he made it fifteen thousand i'm probably just supposed to fold and that is miserable right but if this is one of the best hands in my range then clearly i should be betting it and i just cannot fold against a good player because then i'm folding everything you never want to put yourself in a spot against a good player where where they can easily make you fold a lot of your range and i can pretty much guarantee if i bet small here and he raises me, I probably need to fold. So with my ace-queen, I can't do that. Or I need to work in hands like aces-kings, jacks, ace-three, suited if I had it, and um, ace-king and ace-jack. So I could bet those small and then just not fold them ever. So that is probably what I would like to do here, so just bet small with everything. Because when he does check the turn, he probably doesn't have his best hands. So given he doesn't have too many of his best hands, just because he wants to get value with those, because it's, imagine he's sitting here with aces and I have something like king-queen. It's such a disaster for him. It just goes check-check on the turn and then he bets the river and I fold. <laughs> or even he bets the river and I call. He misses a street of value. Where if, is if he just bets the turn and then bets the river, maybe he gets paid sometimes. Although I would, of course, fold that by the river as well. So it's a tough spot for, for both players, really. Just because his range... I, I know his range is strong, right? I mean, it would be different if my opponent's range was wide open and my opponent's not good. But because we're against someone who's very good... I have to proceed with much more caution, given I know he mostly starts with strong ranges to begin with. So he checks, and in this spot, I actually don't mind a check. Getting check raise is horrible, but I do go for a small bet. I bet 4,000 into 10,000. If I was playing this hand today, I'd probably go 3,200 if I am going to bet. Um, you just have to be careful you're not betting with too many hands in a manner that you cannot easily defend. So be cautious with the bet, because worst case, check, check, it's far from the end of the world. So I do bet four, and he makes it 12, which is exactly what I did not want to have happen. That's a disaster. But I decided to stick around here, and I I just do not like this call. I think I probably need to fold. It is worth mentioning I have the ace of clubs in my hand, and there are two clubs on the board, so that makes it harder for him to have a hand like ace-x of clubs, although in reality, he's probably not check-raising the ace-x of clubs because ace-x of clubs has a... A lot of showdown value, right? Um, so when he check raises, what does his range look like? It's probably going to be a lot of hands like the sets and two pairs. Queen 10, if he opens queen 10 suiteds. And then some bluffs. So what bluffs make logical sense? It could be hands like 8-7 of clubs. You know, Basically all the suited connected clubs. Um, he probably doesn't really even open queen 9. Any queen 9s. So there's not a whole lot of queens that don't have a pair. I imagine he's not check-raising queen-jack. 
probably not check raising jack 10 although maybe he does you know maybe he looks at his range and thinks okay jack 10 is effectively the bottom of my range i block a set i block the two pair you know the ones that are most likely for me because presumably i three bets aces kings and ace king preflop so if i do have a jack well if he has a jack in his hand it now takes away combinations of ace jack king jack and pocket jacks right so you know maybe jack 10 is a pretty good check raise it does have the gut shot draw which is something i don't know it's a tough spot i decide to be a calling station though on the river, we get bailed out, maybe. River is the 10 of clubs. All right, pot is now 33,700. We are playing 60,000 deep, 59,000 deep. So how much should I bet? Well, given that range I just laid out, he either has a flush, or he has two pair, or he has a straight, or he has a set, almost certainly. All right, if he has a straight... Well, first off, if he has a flush, that's bad for me because I lose, right? So we have to make sure we don't only get called by a flush. If he has a straight, it doesn't matter. We're chopping. He's not going to fold a straight. If he has two pair or a set, can we get called by those hands? Well, we need to play our hand in a manner that looks bluffy. So what does Martin think I'm going to do with a bluff? And also, what bluffs are there? If you look at this, there really aren't very many bluffs. I mean, if I had to bluff with a hand, I guess it'd be King Jack. (laughs) But I would certainly not bluff with ace-jack if I had it, or ace-three if I had it, I would just check. So my bluffs are all hands like two pair that just got a lot worse. It's kind of hard to have bluffs, right? And whenever you're in a situation where it's very hard to have bluffs, what that means is that just very naturally, the way the board ran out, your hand is almost entirely for value. Or your betting range is almost entirely for value. And when that is the case... You want to ask yourself, do I have a range advantage or do I not? And here, I actually don't know because if Martin checks with stuff like 8-7 of clubs on the river, then I actually don't think I have much of a range advantage. If he's betting with all of his flushes, then then yeah, my straight's obviously very good, right? Uh, against a weaker player, I think we have a very easy bet and I think we can go somewhat large because a lot of players just bet their, their flushes and when they check, it means they don't have a flush, therefore I have the effective nuts, right? But against a good player, that's not the case. So whenever you do bet here, you always want to ask yourself, if I bet and get raised, what are we going to do? And also, can we get called by worse? So I think in this scenario, I should have bet small because I'm trying to get called by a lot of marginal stuff and because I don't know if I really have a range advantage and because um, my, my range, my betting range should be reasonably strong. So I think all that adds up to a small bet. This time though, I bet 42,000 into the 34,000 pot. And this was certainly a mistake. Um, the only time this could possibly be good is if I thought he was just a huge calling station and he's not, or maybe if he thinks I'm just ridiculously overly aggressive, which I, he probably doesn't think that. Although I do remember in this tournament, I was playing way more than my fair share of hands just cause I was getting good cards, but, um, maybe that's a reason to go for the overbat. But in this scenario, especially given, I definitely think he's good enough to play a hand like nine, eight of clubs this way or eight, seven of clubs this way. I, I really don't like this bet. If I did bet small in the spot and he shoved on me, interestingly enough, um, say I bet 12,000 into the 33,000 river, 33,000 pot on the river and he shoves on me, I think I actually have a pretty easy call. And that may sound a little bit crazy, but given I have the ace of clubs in my hand, he can't have the nuts. So what hand is he going to feel really comfortable check shoving all in with in this scenario? Well, the best flush he can have is queen jack of clubs right and if he has queen and jack of clubs notice he blocks 
a lot of the reasonable calling range for me, the, you know, jack high flush. So he's really only trying to get called there by straights exactly and low flushes, which I may not even have because perhaps I three bet a lot of those preflops. So um, the fact that I have the ace of clubs in my hand blocks the obvious value hand he could have. So I think that should actually make me inclined to call if he shoves me on the river in this spot, if I do bet small. So that, that's actually another reason to bet small. If you really want to avoid that spot of getting check shoved on the river, you can bet big like I did, because if you get check shoved now, well, we're just always beat, right? And if I did get check shoved here, I, I would have folded. I don't think the guy's ever bluffing, although maybe he is. I don't think anyone's ever bluffing. <laughs> although, you know, one time, a long time ago, I went to Europe, my first trip to Europe, actually. I saw someone bet like 10,000 out of their 12,000 stack on the river. And then someone went all in for 12,000. The other guy's like, okay, I guess I call. The guy called like middle pay or something. And the other guy's like, oh, I was bluffing for 2,000 on top. (laughs) So I've seen some crazy stuff. But this is not a spot where most people run bluffs. Once you bet very big, if someone is willing to go all in on top of that, they almost certainly just have the nuts. Because I either have the nuts or I don't most of the time. So anyway, I bet 42,000. I hope he calls, but I don't think I played this well. He's going to fold a lot. And sure enough, he does fold a lot. So I messed this one up. And I, I would not have I would not have played this one as poorly today. So thank you very much for watching. This has been Jonathan Little for Weekly Poker Hand. I'll talk to you next week.